0: there aren't so many jobs for ux designers so actually it's not like these jobs grow on trees and you just finish the bootcamp and then the hiring managers and companies are there waiting for you to finish the bootcamp and then jump on you and say okay come join us it's not that easy it's actually quite hard to find your first design job and probably in in along the journey uh, i don't know mentors trying to encourage them bootcamps trying to sell the program i think that there's a fine print Uh, that most students don't get to read or don't get to completely understand.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing? Welcome on the next episode of Honest UX Talk. And um, today's episode, we are going to talk about the limbo between you finish your educational uh, program, whether it is a course or a bootcamp, and before you find a job. So let's talk about this limbo. What do you do? What are the steps? How to optimize this journey and stuff like that. Um, But before we dive into the Topic itself, I know it's been a while since we talked, as you might have noticed, we skipped a couple of episodes for a reason, of course. And so I just wanted to catch up with you, Ioana, and discuss how was your, I think, three, four how many weeks? <laughs> Last time we talked, it was like end of April. So uh, let's catch up quickly before we dive into the
0: topics. Wow, I can't believe that it was actually such a long time since we didn't speak. I feel like we now have that relationship in which I feel like I have an old friend that whenever I talk with, it's like as refreshed as per, uh, as we, we, we would talk daily. And so yeah, uh, well, since uh, the end of April, what happened was that, um, as some of our listeners might know, I launched a UX uh, boot camp, and it started on May 1st, uh, the first cohort, and we have uh, already built some relationships with the students that enrolled in the first uh, cohort, and it's really it's really exciting to see this project uh coming to life and um, i have a student that i love i absolutely love her from japan and she's very conscious and doing her um um, assignments and uh, re- uh, reflection exercises and everything and so it's it's absolutely wonderful i know that you already know how it feels to help people uh, actually transitioning into ux design beyond just mentorship but also providing them with the curriculum and exercises and so on and so yeah it's it's a very exciting time because for the past year I only worked on it but never had like the gratification yeah Yeah. the feedback Mm -hmm. the feedback and like the feeling that uh it's working and I'm doing a good job with this project (laughs) and so on and now I have it because I have constant feedback from our students how have you been
1: (laughs) yes um So since the May 1st, when you have launched the program, I went for a vacation. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it's been great, um, at least for one week. I was on vacation for one week in Egypt. It was that kind of vacation when you do nothing. And it's like the first time I took this kind of vacation since 2017. And I'm really grateful for the COVID situation <laughs> that forced me to do this. Uh, I would call it a seal kind of vacation because you do nothing. You just lay with your belly up and, and do nothing and just enjoying this um, dolce farnienta, like they say it in Italian, which exactly translates sweet doing nothing. Um, so it was great. I took some time off to refresh. As soon as you're clearing your table from the tasks and to-do lists, your brain starts immediately reflect and think about life and think about what do you really want where do you want to focus moving forward and stuff like this so it's definitely a great moment which i think i've been missing a lot because i have to admit i was in a hamster wheel but but ultimately yes it just felt so cool to yeah clear up your mind and have yeah a lot of a lot of reflection thoughts i'm turning 30 this thursday so i thought a lot about it you know about the new decade and uh, how what does it mean and how does it feel to transition into the new decade you know people in 30s have different expectations so i was worried about it and i had a lot of thoughts about it <laughs> so um with all this talk which is absolutely not about on topic today <laughs> let's just get into the topic i don't want to talk about myself only today <laughs> I want to talk about the topic that actually our listener submits. Um, And that topic, as I said already, it's about the limbo. Um, The pain that the listener shared with us was that this person, I think it was a girl, so I would refer to her as she. um, So she said that she finished the bootcamp, but she was kind of taken back by the fact that she didn't know what to do next. Nobody told her in advance that now you have to do all those case studies and do other portfolio projects. And she felt insecure because there was no more mentorship, nobody who could support you in the process. And you know, let's be honest, after one project, you're not confident. You need much more experience and probably much more support. So for those of you who might have finished a bootcamp or any educational product, whether it is bootcamp mentoring program or um, a course, I think there the pain is real like you're left alone in this desert of what what do I do now (laughs) so I think that's an interesting topic to tackle today and I just want to start from you Know mentioning this pain from the listener. Um, and so with that topic in mind, Iwana, what do you think the person finishing the bootcamp or mentoring program should do? Um, if we can think about the steps or you know, tips or to do list, anything that comes your, on your mind,
0: I actually have a lot of things on my mind because I'm spending a lot of my mental uh, space uh, time uh, on this topic, and I've been doing a lot of admission calls for the bootcamp, and I've been talking to people who are uh, prospecting our boot camp and they are considering Mento for their uh, transition to UX design story. So I've been uh, in this conversation space for the past few months on and on and on and on. So I do know the struggles. I've We've also done a lot of research uh, talking to to people who have graduated from different bootcamp programs, uh, in the past few years. And indeed, as you said, and as our listeners said, there's this, let's say dark pattern, or it, it's a pattern It's something repetitive that we hear, uh, again and again, students that finish bootcamps, but then feel disoriented and they feel like, okay, maybe we have the knowledge, but we're not actually ready <laughs> or, um, uh, very successful with finding a job because the reality out there is that there aren't so many jobs for ux designers so actually it's not like these jobs grow on trees and you just finish the boot camp and then the hiring managers and companies are there waiting for you to finish the boot camp and then jump on you and say okay come join us it's not that easy it's actually quite hard to find your first design job and probably in, in along the journey, uh, I don't know, mentors trying to encourage them, boot camps trying to sell the program. I think that there's a fine print uh, that most students don't get to read or don't get to completely understand. And then there's this imi- inevitable disappointment when they finish and they realize that, oops, this is not as easy as everything made it. Getting back a little to what our listener wrote that, she has to do the practical projects and the mentorship is over, I think that this is the number one thing. So I think that any practical project or any promise that a bootcamp makes should involve having mentorship when you do your practical projects. So students uh, or uh, junior designers even, let's call them because they are already, let's say in the very early days of their design career. So junior designers should be helped with Uh, their first practical projects. Mentorship should be part of building the portfolio. And even if your uh, educational uh, choice doesn't support that, make sure you find a mentor to help you after you finish. Let's say you gather the knowledge, but then you need to have the practice. You need a mentor through that practice. You need guidance when you're doing the actual work. Probably any uh, bootcamp graduate will discover that there's, there's quite some difference between the theoretical part and how things actually are in practice, because they're not as linear as the theory presents them. They're messier. There's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of unknown. So definitely mentorship should be part of this process. I absolutely want to emphasize that. And then uh, uh, a last point that I want to make before um, hearing your thoughts around it, because you may know things even better than I do, because you've been doing the course with your students for a longer time now, and you're you're in the in the trenches with them and understanding their struggles. So uh, another point that I want to make is that we when we were uh, let's say building the vision for mental for the bootcamp that I've uh, I've, I've launched. We were talking about how do we define success for it? What is success for us? And then we figured um, probably traditionally you'd say success is when a student finishes the full months, all the months, all the projects, and they graduate and they get a diploma and that's success. But then we figured that's not success, actually. And then we said, so that might mean that success would be, uh, that that must mean that success is when the student finds a job. And then we know that we got, we helped him get hired and we, uh, we, we supported him through his journey. And now he's a designer because he has a job. But then we realized that that's not success either. So it's very interesting that actually a successful educational program or a successful bootcamp or a successful course is one that not only enables you or gets you ready to find a job, but also helps you succeed on that job. So it sets you up for success once you're in that role. So we, we agreed as a team that success for us is when the student finds a job and is able to perform successfully on that job. Of course, in your first design job, however ready you are for it, however much you've learned, however practical many practical projects you've done, uh, there will be a lot of unknown. There will be a lot of anxiety. There will be a lot of, uh, yeah, not knowing how to, handle things because it's really hard to to know that before you actually experience it but um, I think there is an extent to which boot camps could get people ready uh, and set them up for success on their first job so I just wanted to make that distinction success is not when you graduate it's not when you find a job it's when you are able to be good on your job and successful on your job so with that being said I don't want to talk for the entirety of this episode this also feels like a bit of a therapy for me because I've been in I've had a lot of ideas around this and I've discovered a lot of things and it's like I'm uh, you're helping me put things into um, into perspective and uh, have some structure to my thoughts Uh, but I'm really interested to hear your thoughts around this
1: that's why i like our conversations it's not just like us sharing one teaches to learn right when you talk you not just explain something to others but you also try to sort the mess in your head you reflect you think through what happened in sort of in retrospective so i think it's actually a very good exercise no matter where you are in your career beginning middle like senior etc i think that's why having those conversations is is almost like a must for any designer (laughs) to sort of strengthen your knowledge and understanding but yeah coming back to the topic uh i think that so let me think i would start from the fact that no matter what program you have finished whether it is a bootcamp program or course again as i said like course could be even more lonely because you most likely do not have like a direct mentoring one-on-one time with with the with the lecturer only like q a kind of time but uh but in general as you as you finish your educational program It's true that we already established it right in in some of the previous episodes, you need to have the theory, the practice, the reflection and the feedback. Those are four important components. I just wanted to bring them up to to have them top top mind sort of as we have the conversation moving forward. And now, as you have those most important aspects tackled, hopefully with the mentoring, with the practice, obviously, and with the reflection, I think that you are now on the trajectory to the job in whatever form right you probably want to find a, a place where you want to apply your knowledge in a professional way so whether it is a freelancing clients or a job uh, where you're being hired for you know your time etc so in this job on in this trajectory in this job hunting journey my first thought was to think about it almost like as a funnel because as you finish your program you have so many options in front of you because you're just in the beginning of your journey there are so many ways you can go from here and it's all about again think about the funnel from the beginning you have a very broad world in front of you you have so many places to go directions to take things to consider and so on that note as we started it might be interesting to start by reflecting on What's interesting for you personally? What is the journey that you want to embark yourself into? Like... um... Are you interested in UX or more in the UI part? Do you want to be a generalist designer? You want to be a specialist designer? What particular parts of the process are most interesting to you? Where do you see yourself applying or being more valuable or effective? Maybe start from there. And also from there, try to understand um, maybe which companies do you want to target because ultimately the goal, right? We have like point A, point B point z end of the journey so end of the journey so to say for this conversation would be to find a job or a client and so to to, to, to aim the goal you probably want to start thinking strategically um, and decide really whether you want to work for a digital agency so again being sort of a freelancer but with the constant uh, job uh, coming your way or being a freelancer who actually manages your business and sort of manages everything from a to z being the jack of all trades, or you want to maybe be the product designer in the product company, or even a startup, you know, helping a startup to scale and grow and stuff like that. So it's maybe a question to you personally right now, I think that the mentor or, or a program or even the course that you are taking should explain you the differences between those, those are important in order to really understand, you know, what are the opportunities for yourself, but um knowing the opportunities in front of you, I think it's a good you know moment to start reflecting where do you see yourself and from that moment on you start converging the final you start going deeper and and kind of have a more clarity on the next step so from the beginning of where do you want to go you pick one trajectory you pick one track and then you start uh paving your way towards that trajectory or your your final ultimate aim or goal to get the job there um, and then from there i mean it's about understanding okay what kind of portfolio do i want to build if I'm, if I'm interested in finding the design agency maybe i need to have a more like ux ui portfolio more generalist portfolio with different skills performed there but again understanding that most likely you'll have let's say mvp kind of product, um, startup Kind of products or a product company then in this case it, it should be already a little bit different kind of portfolio so your projects in the portfolio should also align because product companies are again they're you know they're focused on growth on kpis on some metrics on um, constantly innovating and you know being on top of the market and stuff like that. So the the goals could be a little bit different there. And even like when you start thinking, again, what kind of projects should I put in my portfolio so that they align strategically with the company I'm aiming for? now from that moment you start again brainstorming and defining what you should be working on and yes most likely in the bootcamp or any program you would it would work on one maximum two projects it's very rarely where you have more uh projects as you know like most likely you need to put through three projects at least in your portfolio and even even though we all know that only one project will be reviewed in depth, you still have to have those projects. So your portfolio doesn't look like you're super newbie, fresh, fresh graduate, knowing not so much things. You probably want to have at least some confidence. And so from that moment, once you have a portfolio, you can start then applying for first, actually searching for companies that fit you strategically again i'm sorry for repeating myself over and over again but yeah strategically looking for companies that align with your portfolio with your interests and then of course applying to them not like and i think i mentioned it again in many other episodes but you don't want to apply like a uh, like a boy hitting every single girl in the club you want to apply only to specific companies that make you excited that um that align with your portfolio, with your values, with your interests so that when you have a conversation with these com- potential companies, uh, you actually may make a much better impression and your, I think even motivational letter or folio, everything's just better match for the company there and then there are much more chances that you're gonna get hired by that company. So thinking through strategy or where do you want to be at yeah i've been talking a lot here but the the point i think or my most important takeaways from this rumbling around kind of conversation I, i thought about funnel and how by finishing the program or the course you are opening this funnel and from broad You go in depth and you define where you want to be, but you want to know exactly where you want to be. You don't want to just um, like be scarce everywhere, applying everywhere, trying to have a general portfolio that fits everyone, but no one in particular. So, yeah, that's kind of my take or my perspective. So if there is anything you don't agree with or you want to add on top of that, um,
0: let me know. Actually, I agree with most of the things that you said. I think with all of them, to be completely honest. I think that you should be very mindful and uh, structured when it comes to your Mm -hmm. um, job hunt efforts. So otherwise... I would say that in the in the early days of your careers, it's a good thing to diverge. It's a good thing to experiment, to try different conversations with different companies, with different, I don't know, startups, big companies, small design teams, big design teams. So it's good to, to see where you feel because it's really hard to know what you want. Yeah. and where, where, you, where you believe you'd be good at without having any sort of relationship to those places. So I'd say have as many conversations as possible, but mm-hmm. there is actually a, a limit to it. So you don't want to be too all over the place because otherwise it's like, it's just like you said, you'll build a portfolio that doesn't actually speak to anyone because it's too generic. And so... I'd say that starting with a reflection exercise, just like you said, is something extremely valuable. I know it's hard in the beginning, but that's where mentorship comes in. So with with good mentoring, you'll probably be supported into handling this reflection exercise, which is difficult because you're operating with a lot of unknown. But at the same time, it's extremely powerful because it helps you get uh the direction you need and uh, and 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 yeah being determined in a certain uh in a certain direction in your job hunt yeah. and i'd say that okay so I'm now in the skin of a junior designer who has just graduated mm-hmm. from the bootcamp and I'm super excited and I'm so happy. I'm going to find a job and now what? And so now, yeah, just like Anfisa said, do the reflection exercise, try to continue the practice as much as possible. So continue working on practical projects, even if in the beginning, they're not uh, proper UX jobs or let's say, uh, paid internships, you can volunteer On platforms like DemocracyLab.com or UXRescue.org, you can volunteer on uh, projects, or you can volunteer to help friends, family. We we spoke about this in other episodes, so just make sure that you are practicing the skills and the knowledge that you've just gained, and uh, slowly but surely try to understand what types of uh, opportunities make sense for you, and keep applying and be consistent in your job hunt efforts. So I know that. I have a recruiter friend who says that you should apply to like 10 jobs per day every day. And he's right because you really need to make the effort. So you really need a routine. And if you, I don't know, apply to two jobs per month in the beginning, it's probably not the best idea. And you probably won't be very successful at landing your job, uh, your first job fast unless you're really good at identifying the opportunities that make sense both ways from your perspective and from the higher perspective. But yeah, most probably you'll have to apply to a lot of jobs in the beginning, but still be mindful about it and make sure there are jobs that you would be happy working on because nobody wants to hire a junior desire full of enthusiasm and then see all that enthusiasm go to drain us as they discover that they don't really enjoy the product, the company, the industry or whatever. But getting back to yeah the the place where you're at after you finish the boot camp, you have to uh, continue working so this is this is what I would tell anyone out there don't stop so don't make this break for like six months where you're just looking for jobs try to have continuously some some kind of project that you're working on and yeah while I'm not a big fan of fictional prompts and I don't know going mm-hmm. on some... Uh, 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 design challenge generator um <laughs> it's still better than nothing it's still better to work on something than to not practice uh, your skill at all yeah. so yeah. so keep working and keep applying and have a routine and be consistent and and a, mo- a very important point the last point i want to make before i pass it uh over to you again is that networking as uh let's say generic or as as cliche as it may sound networking is super important and it can be very uncomfortable in the beginning but try to move past, so you know, the famous uh, get out of your comfort zone. But yeah, try to get out of your comfort zone and reach out to other designers, reach out to recruiters, reach out to companies that you'd be happy to work for, Maybe create a personalized deck for that companies where you show what type of value you think you could bring to their company, why you would be super excited to work with them and so on. And just uh, personalize your efforts personalize your messages don't send a mass message where you just talk about yourself talk about why you like them and what you would like to learn from them and so on and yeah do that as comfortable as uncomfortable as it is and uh focus on networking as much as you focus on applying to jobs and eventually things will uh, come together into into some actual opportunities that you will probably get in the end. So I'll pass it over to you like. A- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 these are great, uh, really great tips actually. I, I, as I started talking about broadening
1: first, like going the diverging first, I start realizing that maybe before reflection, you still need to, like, let's say tomorrow yesterday I finished my bootcamp. Today I started reflection exercise. Maybe it's not, you know, a good point, point to start right away. I think you're right in terms of diverging first. And if I even look back on my journey, and I talked about my journey already a lot of times, so I'm not gonna repeat it, but I, I've been experimenting a lot. I was doing the internship, I was doing startups, I was doing freelancing, I was working um here and there everywhere <laughs> uh, and honestly it helped me really to it really helped me to understand where i want to be and what what's my strengths are uh, as well as building my confidence and understanding what are my strengths so actually it's a very very good idea to start by still experimenting a lot not thinking that once you finished this boot camp now you're fresh and ready to go and everybody wants you <laughs> no it's not like that for sure you probably still need to do a lot of, a lot of things. So course gives you a kickstart. That's great. It helps you to build the fundamental understanding, but now you have to actually go and practice it and try it in different aspects and different contexts and different settings, and then figuring out where you fit best. And then of course, yes, come back to that final idea and reflect and decide really where do you want to apply strategically? Because like when you apply for a job, and yeah, right now I'm talking about jobs, but I think in, in terms of freelancing, it could be also applicable. But when you're applying for jobs or you picked one trajectory, you're sort of starting, you start investing into it long-term because the job you're taking, you're probably taking it for at least one year. Some people are studying one job for 10, 15, 20 years. When you're looking for a job, it's a long-term investment. And that's why you have to be mindful, like you said, Ioana, about this choice. And that's also why... You have to think about it and be proactive and understanding um, where you want to be. Not like whoever take me because I'm dying to get some job, but really to to know it, why exactly you want to get that job and, and what exactly you can bring on the table um, to be a good, valid candidate for that kind of company. So yeah, those are great points. Um, also networking, just to add on your point. Uh, it's super important. I also cannot emphasize more on that point because even the current job that I found, um, quick story. I actually was not looking for a job. I think I mentioned it quickly in the on an, one of the episodes. but I was happy in my previous job. Um, but then I had like a, we had like a new year party when I invited a bunch of friends. And a bunch of my friends invited another bunch of friends. And there was one girl I didn't know, but um, she was a friend of a friend. And then we get to know each other, blah, blah, blah. We never talked after the party. But long story short, COVID happened. And that girl reached me out asking if I'm looking for a job. And I was actually looking for a job. And voila, I'm here working in the same company as she's working. So they're very random networking, not intentional, no strategic, but... Still networking uh, because, you know, my, my circles are pretty much also designers and IT people anyway. So um, this random party made me connected with the girl. And when they needed a designer, she reached me, reached me out and um, and sort of, I think, I'm not sure how it works, but I think she kind of sent, the, uh, you know, referred me as the potential good candidate. So um, definitely, you never know who can help you with the opportunities. But it's definitely, definitely helpful to build your network and being proactive at doing it, not just like, hey, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to have the friends in the same bubble. It's also important to have friends outside of your bubble, but, but it's still very useful, especially in the beginning of your career to embed, like, embed yourself in the industry as much as possible.
0: And I think that you actually just made a really interesting point, which I found uh, from practice. I I, I just discovered it by observing it at other people. Something that works and may feel counterintuitive, or it's not necessarily counterintuitive, but you don't expect it to be something. But something that actually is something and relates to your story is that if you talk about it... (laughs) on as many platforms and with as many people as possible. So even in random situations, if you talk for to somebody who's not even in the, the design industry and you just mentioned that you are now becoming a UX designer, which means that you will be building digital products and so on, it may be that that person has absolutely nothing to do with design and you wouldn't even consider him as part of your network. That person could then open the door to some person who's doing hiring in the design industry. So I've seen people who have uh, found the right jobs for them from the most unexpected places so it's not just that designers could help you uh, open the right doors but also uh, random random stories random situations uh, informal places so talk about your aspiration and what you what kind of job you would like to have or what kind of industry you'd like to work in talk about it as much as possible wherever you go as weird as it might sound (laughs) Uh, and also on the internet as well so on LinkedIn on Twitter maybe on Instagram although Instagram is a very noisy place right now but yeah just (laughs) talk about it and um, it can be uh, it will surprise you uh, at times (laughs)
1: yes and even if you don't find let's say a job you can still find nice peers or friends who you can always talk to like we do right now. And uh, you never know where brain uh, friendship will bring you. Like for example, another quick story. <laughs> we had this last mentorship, which I have mentioned, um I think a few episodes ago, but we have another mentorship program which finished almost like end of April and today in the stories I have seen that two girls that were working in separate projects has kind of grouped or united and started a new startup together which is like wow nice (laughs) they were from Ukraine both of them but um, one was from one city another from another and then I saw like oh one girl's traveling to city to capital to to Kiev I wonder why and then I saw that they actually you know started the startup so they met together probably worked a little bit together put some strategy in and stuff like this so it's really fantastic you never know where those uh, random people or random occasions or random networking moments will take you and what kind of outcome it might have. Yeah, so this is a great, great point and great interesting turn to our conversation I didn't thought having <laughs> originally. Um, but maybe another topic I wanted to cover still, if we have anything to add on top of that, um, is actually your portfolio. And I know we have an episode about the portfolio and you know what kind of projects you should put there, how many projects, how to structure your case studies and stuff like that. But um, can you maybe also talk about the value of your portfolio in the job hiring process? like how to you know maybe approach it in terms of okay, now I know what I want to do now I want know what kind of job I'm looking for. And I even understand strategically what kind of cases I should put there, what kind of problems I want to tackle there. But how do I make it special? What if maybe, you know, I have different skills? How do I even put them into one portfolio? What if I'm good at motion design, but also and strategy and UX? So how do you tackle this portfolio in a way that works well with your personality, with your strategy and with the companies you're applying? Um, I know it's a broad question. So not sure if you have any thoughts, if you have go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Just wanted to bring this topic up.
0: (laughs) I actually have some thoughts around it because I recently saw a very interesting LinkedIn thread where somebody was asking whether designers should include a picture of themselves in their portfolio. Mm -hmm. And the majority of the answers said that totally you need to include a picture of yourself even in your portfolio or website or PDF or whatever notion, whatever uh, platform you choose for your portfolio. So um, it was interesting because actually for a very long time, I didn't have a picture in my portfolio. So where I'm getting at with this is that portfolio your portfolio also needs to showcase your personality and i don't want to turn it into something cliche or very broad or very like this you need to show the employer who you are and so they get a sense of you as a person but actually you do need to do that to some yeah. extent so <laughs> it's it may sound silly and probably um as you advance in your career employers will focus on your work more than on your personality because uh, when you get higher responsibilities and like you will be applying let's say for a job of design director or vp of design and probably they won't be as interested in your hobbies but they will be more interested in the products you've built the teams you've built and scaled and uh, the, the companies you've worked on the products how many users you've reached and so on but in the early days of your careers it's hard to show something that's super impressive to the hiring manager because of that personality also comes uh, plays a role here and uh, I think that you shouldn't do it overdo it you shouldn't overdo it in the sense and talk too much about how you spend your weekends or uh, your whatever hobby you have and detour the reader of your portfolio from uh from design conversations to something completely unrelated but it's good that you mentioned them and it's good that just like you said remain aligned with the kind of jobs that you want to have the kind of skills that you want to showcase and would be relevant to those jobs and the experience that you want to talk about because maybe some things, let's say, I, I see many people who have experience as graphic designers of ha- or have been illustrators or something, but they don't want to showcase it in their UX design portfolio because they don't want to be hired for those type of jobs anymore. So even if you have something that's great experience, but it's something that you don't want to be working on anymore, maybe consider not showing it or just mentioning it in a very a small uh, real estate in mm-hmm. your portfolio. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah i guess where i'm trying to get at is that um it's a balancing act it's like uh finding the perfect recipe and also i think that an important point to be made here is that you can iterate on your portfolio from an interview to another so it's our portfolio is like uh, i don't know any product it's it's never done design work is never done it's not over it's not like i have the perfect portfolio and that's that i think that no designer in history has ever felt that Or at least, uh, or even if they did feel that it was like for two days (laughs) and then they wanted to update their portfolio. So uh, it's the same when you're in your entry level days, you can iterate from one job to another. So see that if the feedback that you get is that, oh, I think you'd be a great motion designer, but you don't want to be a motion designer, then maybe down on, mm-hmm. on that part and spend more time in uh and in, in communicating the fact that you actually want to do more research and so yeah this is uh, i hope that i answered your question
1: okay so first off i i really wanted to say that the personality matters even also after you know you get a bit higher i think personally from maybe i'm also biased but in our company we do look for personality feed as well a cultural personality feed we try to make sure that people trust each other um Mm. and we kind of nurture the relationship between people so i think like even if you are applying as a director, it's still important to show showcase your personality. And yes, like you said, you don't have to explain, you know, what are you doing in the weekend? What do you cook for breakfast? But you do want to say exactly who you are. Like you want to give an impression of what is it like? What, is it, what could it be like to work with you? And I was recently watching one portfolio and interesting enough, actually, for the first time, I found a very good portfolio. I really like the case studies, but I didn't like, like the personality. <laughs> I know it's like not what you expect. To have to have, but it's actually, it definitely helped me because, because the person showed who she is, her, you know, musical preferences and the photo of her and uh, some interesting facts about her. I felt like, I don't think I would be a good friend of this person, <laughs> but that's not to say that it's bad, actually. It's just to say that not every company would be a great fee and it's totally, totally fine. It's almost like building the relationship and not everybody find the love from the first sight. So it's important to, to say who you are and, and actually looking for this perfect match sort of. And and yes, I, I don't think I have more to add to the portfolio. I think we discussed it quite a bit in our previous episodes. I think yes, strategically, personality wise, um, case study and, and structuring wise, it's all important aspects we have discussed in the past. So make sure you kind of have this checklist. <laughs> and you sort of tick all the boxes from from the points we've discussed. But the last Point um, or the last topic before we move on to our top three takeaways from today's conversation that I wanted to quickly cover um, it was actually the hiring process itself. It's maybe how do you even get noticed among the HRs or people who recruit or look for you? We've already established the fact that networking could be a really, really useful icebreaker for the beginning. But also, what if, you know, like yeah wait maybe you can also you know take advantage of hrs reaching out to you in linkedin and uh, other people who might see your cv or portfolio anywhere
0: online and it keeps there i think that it, it it kind of circles back a little to what i was trying to say earlier on being let's say intentional mm-hmm. mindful about your job plan so i'd say that if you if you if you set up like your personal KPI for the for the (laughs) job hunt to be intentional and proactive about it, uh, then you increase your chances that people will notice you. So um, if you if you just sit there and wait for people to pass by you and uh, notice you and look at your CV and say, okay, maybe this person could be the right fit. uh, You have lower chances than if you directly approach this pe- those people and tell them okay you know what I think that I am the right fit I, I think that I would be good for this job so uh, instead of being uh passive uh try to be uh, proactive in reaching out to these people and make sure and help them notice you because recruiters also I think they have like uh um a lot of uh applications to choose from and uh i've seen jobs on linkedin with hundreds thousands of applications so i think that for them it's it's really hard to make sense of all the noise around the job so especially for juicy jobs or what are deemed as juicy jobs so i think that what you could be do uh, what what you could be doing in order to cut some corners is to approach them directly but again don't be spammy don't be (laughs) like send them a message hi uh uh, please uh, hire me, but uh, but but send them something that's mindful, that shows appreciation of their time, that shows respect, that kind of gets the message across quite quickly without taking too much of their time. So uh, it, it, it's not easy, clearly. Uh, maybe we should do, let's say, uh, honest UX talks uh, checklist on how to how to have a successful <laughs> job hunt. But these are my two cents so far uh interested to hear yours yeah. and then move on to our final points
1: yeah. what i've noticed and again this is just from my personal experience it doesn't mean that it's it's a big pattern or something but what i've noticed is that hrs actually write you um interestingly enough they write you as soon as your linkedin profile says two years of experience <laughs> Um, I don't know. It it sounds not very logical and not very effective as for me. But I assume there is some bot or something that you know recognizes people who have the relevant um, a label or the title in their LinkedIn profile. And as soon as your title profile says two years of experience, they instantly notice you or your profile gets in gets in their list somehow, and and then they start reaching you out. So somehow. I've noticed a strange pattern that HRs are very, very keen on finding people with two plus years of experience in one working place just to be sure, because if you're jumping between places like, I don't know, every three months or six months, they might think that you are not, you might have problems, like that you might not stick around for some reason. So it could be suspicious. Um, And I don't think it's correct. I don't think that's the right aspect, you know, to get noticed by. But if the system is broken, then maybe we should also somehow (laughs) adjust to that system. Um, And what I thought about is maybe that Even if you think that you don't have two years of experience working in one world famous company, maybe you can consider your pet project or your startup project as your long-term investment. And yes, this is not the job that, you know, Pays you back or something, but you still can consider those as a years of experience, if you have honestly dedicated your time and effort, I think it's still useful to add this project into your LinkedIn. Uh, for example, I did mention my startups which didn't succeed on the market, which are not famous, but I still mentioned them uh, because I was working on my startups for more than two years so. Um, we want it or not, but that's an experience which taught me a lot. And I, I just think that you shouldn't be afraid to add your pet projects to your LinkedIn. Yeah. I think that's it from my side in terms of recruiting process and making sure your CV or portfolio gets to the, to the C to the HRS maybe, but optimizing your chances is what you probably need to focus on. And so, yes, like you said, recruiting uh, being noticed being proactive networking all of those things would increase your chances to find a job so do we have more things to cover or let's just go to the top three points <laughs> takeaways from today
0: i'd say we go to the top three takeaways all right <laughs>
1: all right Ioana, do you want to start <laughs>
0: <laughs> i can start I can definitely start I know yes. that I always get the juicy parts <laughs> feel free <laughs> um but yeah so uh I think that my top three things for today were that uh so i'm gonna go backwards a little and restate the fact that you need to be intentional in everything you do and not uh, i know that it's a time so, after you finish your bootcamp, I can understand that it's a time of anxiety and it's a time where you feel a lot of confusion and you feel like you don't have a clear path ahead of you and you feel lost and you feel maybe lonely and maybe you have second thoughts and a lot of doubt and it's stressful, but you need to try to get yourself together and pull yourself together and uh, create a plan for yourself so understand what type of job you would be happy exploring in the beginning uh what type of people you think would could help you in your job hunt uh so be intentional around everything you want to achieve in in those steps and as much as possible have someone guiding you through the process so i i can't uh i i won't ever grow tired of uh uh, saying that mentorship is important and that if you have a mentor through this journey it will feel much easier and it will go much smoother another thing that i want to um, pinpoint as my uh, as a finding for today is that um, reflection is very important. I loved your point about starting with a reflection exercise, even if we went around it a little and then said, that okay, maybe you need to experiment more in order to be able to reflect, but it kind of ties closely to the point around uh, being intentional. So to be intentional, you have to be able to reflect on uh, on your goals and needs and, and uh, yourself in this journey. The last thing is that... Uh, manage your expectations as early as possible. So I think that students or bootcamp graduates become highly disappointed once they discover that it's not as easy. It feels like they'll never find a job. There are so little opportunities. There are so many candidates and other graduates. The market is so competitive. Um, don't get discouraged. Uh, be mindful of this from the very beginning um, it's not gonna be easy, but the thing is that if you manage to push through it, it, it's eventually gonna be easier. So once just like you said, once you hit you hit like the two years mark, uh jobs will start coming towards you. you will't have to chase jobs. And so you have you just have to be patient through these early days, but we prepared for this and set your expectations right. uh be honest. and uh, yeah, it, it it's not easy but it's totally doable.
1: Yes, I agree that the, the effort will be paid off and that's totally worth it. Beginning is hard, but, you know, it's always like this. The easier it is, the more people out there. Um, the bigger competi- is, a competi- is a competition. So it's probably a good time if it's hard in the beginning. Um, just stay there and keep it up. My points would be, actually... Um, One point would be to, okay, so I'll also revert back to the beginning of our conversation. Um, as soon as you have diverged and understood what do you want to do, start having this funnel look, when you do these <laughs> stages, I would say, understanding what you want to do, then defining a track, then um, building your strategic portfolio fit, and then researching for the companies who could be a good fit for you as well, and also track your application. So don't sort of hit every single possible job ad, but actually... You know, sort the jobs that do not fit well with you. Um, that's the first one. Second one would be to, and it's a little bit touches the, the point that you have started, but also I think it's important to ask for a support in this jour- in this journey, and also iterate on on you know on your journey because as you start applying for jobs. You might see that your portfolio doesn't work very well or something is not working out. Maybe if you, again, think about the funnel and see where in this funnel there are most dropouts. (laughs) So um, where exactly people say no to you and why and try to really see what's the problem there. What could you do better? Optimize for it, iterate, portfolio, the presentation, the key studies, whatever it is that you have uh, figured out through the process. And of course, iterate. It's not like... You know, even though it's not working, I'm going to push forward. Even if my portfolio doesn't work, it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm sorry. So I think it's important to be iterative in this process. And also, like you said, like ask for a portfolio review, especially if you know where the problem happens, that could be a great conversation with the mentor um, that could help you out with some tips on how to improve things. And the last point uh, from my side would be to the last part of our conversation was about optimizing your chances to get noticed. So that actually will be my last point. Um, Optimize chances to get noticed in whatever way that feels more natural or easy for you or comfortable for you. Either it is, you know, to find friends in the industry or even friends of the friends who might be kind of in the industry or even just to start the the, the social media page, LinkedIn page. Um, talk about it uh, go to the events and stuff like this just be proactive and make yourself get no- getting noticed that's important in the beginning of any journey and another quick story I have a lot of stories today but I also find my first uh, freelance geek after the hackathon so it was not like me you know knocking every single door but I just went to the event and to get to know some people and then they get to know me and they decided to you know reach me out when they needed a designer so uh, being proactive is kind of in a mindset you have to adopt and embrace um, once you're out of bootcamp or a program so there is yeah, there is a long journey ahead of you, <laughs> and there's a lot to be done, and um, it, it should be exciting. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be freaked out. It's exciting, but also frightening, and that's all right. You will be even missing these times, I think, after a few years. So <laughs> um, it's okay. Just have fun. Don't stress out too much. <laughs> uh, stressing out doesn't help at all, But uh, but keep it up and uh don't be afraid to reach out to people who have some experience to help you out um, in this endeavor um so yeah that's it from our site for today um i think we can wrap it up any last points or any last words
0: well actually i think we covered a lot of topics indeed on a very broad level because we didn't go into much detail but we did in past episodes so anybody who wants to uh, dive deeper into uh, some particular topics we've we touched upon today can go visit our past episodes because we did a lot of talking around these topics exactly. <laughs> and i'm gonna let you do the social announcement <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you so much for sticking uh, around until the end of the episode and as always you can find us online on uh, on instagram uh, you can find us as Honest UX Talks or you can just reach out to us directly to UX Goodies or Amphisign. We're always here to help. And also, if you have any more topic ideas that we should cover in the next episodes, don't be afraid to just drop it by and we'll definitely try to um, put it in into our backlog of ideas. So yeah, that's it for today. Thank you so much, everybody. And have a good end of the day or beginning of the day, whatever the
0: time zone it is. <laughs> have a good time everyone and thank you Anfisa for another awesome episode yes you too thank you so much Bye-bye. bye bye Bye-bye. bye